Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. See, but the thing is, is wherever you go, God is. Whatever you're doing, He's able to speak. You're able to speak to Him. You're able to commune. It's taking the time to focus on Him. With Pastor Jay Petty. We gotta know who He is. We have to hear what He's doing. We have to see what He's doing. People begin to see God in you, Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what they begin to see. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. God says, look, you just come to me. You come to me and you'll find the things that I that you have need of because I'll give them to you and I'll change your life. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. I'm going to have a computer. Everyone here have a computer? If you want to get on to your computer or get online, you have to have this little word called access. You do that through Windows or you can do that through some other program that they make. In the old days, uh, before they had uh, Windows, to access your computer, you had to go through all this programming and put all the stuff in just to get onto your computer. I remember those days. Well, that, that was, it was nice when they, they came up with a, just hit the button and you're in. Access. When you put the key in your front door or your side door or your back door and you unlock it, it gives you access into your house. And when you put your key in your car, in the ignition of your car, and you turn it on, it gives you access to drive your car. We have, there's a lot of words that deal with access. And God has made a way that we can access Him, that we can access His presence, that we can access the benefits that He offers us and that doorway, that gateway, is Jesus. Very simple. Ephesians 2, 14. For he himself is our peace, who made both one, has broken down the middle wall of separation. That's between the Gentile and the Jew having abolished in his flesh the enemy, that is, the law of commandments contained in the ordinances. So the thing that before, for man to get to God, he had to, uh, and, and even then it was difficult, but he had to live this perfect righteous life. And it could not be without sin. It had, it, there could be no sin in it at all. So in order to basically access God in any, some kind of form, you had to what was considered be a righteous and holy man or woman. That made almost impossible because even in your life, we all fall short, right? Right? Anybody stumbled in there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, right. And so God wanted to bring a new way of doing things. In fact, God, what God really wanted was for us to be able to come into his presence 
and fellowship with him and commune with him on a kind of a face-to-face level. And man was not able to do that since the fall of Adam. And so he abolished all that. He abolished everything that was in the way as sold to create in himself a new man from two. In other words, if you're a Christian, and I don't care wherever you're at, if there's another Christian across the sea, you're one. You're one with him. That's what makes the church, is the body of Christ. Now, the body of Christ sometimes seems to be a little bit mystical. And what I mean by that, because it, it includes anyone who has been born again. It includes everyone as one in one body that unites us together as one people. So uh, that's what he was about doing. Thus making peace that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, whereby putting to death the enemy. And he came and he preached peace to those who were far away and to those who were near. So what he did was that he sent out people to proclamate the gospel message, to preach the message of peace, That God wants to be one with us. He wants to be united with us. He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to know that he fully accepts us completely. And that at any given point in time, we're able to come to him and access him. That's very important. See, most of the time, the thing that keeps us away from God is our conscience of how we feel about ourselves, or how we feel about how we lived our life. See? And what God wants you to understand is that your conscience should not keep you from coming into His presence, or fellowshipping with Him, or accessing Him. Because the power of forgiveness is great. The blood is great. And God wants you to simply know that all you have to do is come. 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 Come into his presence. Come. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So we have this access to the Father. In other words, we are able by the Spirit to come into the throne room of His grace and find Him. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're going, you're able to come and access Him. On your worst day or on your best day, you're able to access God. God is willing to receive you no matter what. If you will just come. Jesus said to them, again, most surely I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. 
I want you to see something here. What the blood does. The blood of Christ. When Jesus shed his blood, it's an eternal work of redemption. And redemption simply means he paid for your sins. He bought them. They're paid for. They belong to him. He, he took them no matter what. Now, the process of growing as a Christian is not about where you're at. It's about where you're going. It's about where God is trying to lead you. He's trying to bring you into a deeper relationship with him and a deeper work of his spirit in your life. That's what God wants. And, he, and Jesus being that doorway opened the doorway so that is possible for you and me. Now, I'll tell you, we're human beings. And as human beings, we fall short. If anybody thinks they're just plain old holy and pure, they got another mistake. They got a mistake. See, we cannot never base our relationship upon what we do, but upon what he's already done and whatever, whatever he's accomplished for us. He's willing to forgive everything. He's willing to wash away everything so that he can present you wholly and fully to him. So that you can come boldly into, into the throne of grace. You know the word, I love that, the, the throne of grace. It simply means that, that you're accepted, you're favored. God's being gracious to you at all times. He, he will divinely influence you, he'll divinely influence your heart at any time. So that you can come to him. He wants you to know there's nothing, nothing that can prevent you from coming to him. Our biggest issue with coming to God is us. And we get in the way of ourselves. What does it say? We have an advocate with Jesus. What it said, if, if we pray for forgiveness, he'll forgive us. Even when we fall short, immediately if we repent, He'll deal with whatever, whatever is in your heart, whatever is in your conscience, so you can come. It's funny, is that when we fall short, the devil beats us up. He uses, he uses ourselves against ourselves, making us feel guilty, making us feel inadequate, making us feel like we can't get there because of whatever it was that we did. But that's on our part. That's not on his part. I was thinking about it as we were worshiping this morning, that we're nothing but a speck on a speck in the middle of a speck of a speck. That's it. Now that tells you how small we really are. That's a good thing. Because God fully accepts us and loves us as much as he loves anybody else. His love for us is a love of a father. And that love doesn't die. 
Jesus became that doorway so that we could come. And he puts it this way in John 10, 1. Most surely I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. In other words, when we come and we believe by faith in what Jesus has done for us, and we receive that in our hearts, that's the doorway. That's what he's speaking to. To him, <clears throat> to him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And I'll bet you guys hear the voice of God a lot more than you think you do. It's funny, he drops little thoughts. And, and when he drops those little thoughts and we entertain them, we feel like we should do this or we feel like we should do that or we feel like we should step forward. Sometimes he, he, he drops a little thought, you know, maybe you ought to go to your neighbor and, and just say something to them. Sometimes he might say to you, drops a thought, maybe you should just apologize for that action. Over and over, we hear the voice of God, but we don't recognize it. There's not a person in here who is not capable of hearing God. We have to learn how to train ourselves to be sensitive to the voice and recognize the difference between ourselves and Him. And if we follow through with what that voice is speaking to us, it always brings goodness and blessing. I've heard people say, well, Lord, I don't want to do that. And the Lord keeps pressing them. I want you to do that. But I don't want to do that, Lord. What if that makes me look this way? Or what if that makes me look that way? And he keeps pressing. Do it. And then when we do it, and when we follow through with it, it's God's plan, and, and he always brings a blessing from what he's asking of us. Sometimes it's reaching a soul for the kingdom. And can I tell you something? We're not in this alone. We're not supposed to be the driver of our own ship. We're supposed to be being moved by God, by the Spirit of God, where God is setting us, where he's pushing us, the things that he wants us to accomplish. When, when you begin to train yourself to hear the voice of God, one of the things is, is you begin to, that voice becomes clearer and clearer every time he speaks. And the more we move with it in obedience, the more we see the wonders of God in our life. Comes back to a little simple thing. You cannot get to know somebody unless you spend time with that person. You know, you're married and you have your spouse. Believe me, you know your spouse. No matter what you say. You know what upsets them. You know what doesn't upset them. You know what makes them happy. And if you want harmony inside of your relationship with your spouse, you learn to navigate your relationship with them so that your relationship with them grows. 
When you don't, the opposite becomes true. And the same thing in your walk with God. God's chasing you, whether you know it or not. And God wants more of you, regardless. He wants more of your life. He wants a deeper relationship with you. That's what he wants. He wants that right now. Now, the thing is, is that God won't force us to move in that relationship with him because he's God. But the feeling and the need of your heart says, I need to. I want to. I want to know him. I want to get closer to him. I want to know what he wants in my life. I want to know where to go. That accessing of the Spirit is that the Spirit of God is speaking right into the throne room of God, and the throne room of God is speaking right into you. So what do we do? We pray. We talk with God. We worship God. Not just on Sunday. Every day. Spending time alone with God. Your relationship begins to grow. Things begin to change. You begin to get a hunger in your soul for deeper things, for the will of God. The voice of God becomes clearer and clearer. The doorway's there, guys. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them in and out. Have you ever heard Jesus call your name? Wow, it's an amazing thing. When he speaks. And you hear him. It's like Samuel, you know, he's, he's laying down to go to sleep and he hears this voice and... and uh, he gets up and he goes to Eli and he says, uh, you want something? He says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. He's laying there again. He hears this voice, Samuel, Samuel. He gets up and he runs back to Eli and says, did you call me? He says, no, he didn't call you. Go back to bed. And so he lays back down and he hears that voice again. That's the voice of God. He's hearing the voice of God, Samuel. He gets up and he goes back into Eli and Eli goes, whoa, I, I see what's going on here. When you hear that voice again, say, what, Lord? What? What do you want, God? See, and, and the thing is, is once we begin to respond to what do you want, God, God begins to communicate 
his will to us. See, and so we begin to really know the voice of Christ, the voice of the Spirit that's speaking. And when he brings out his, his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. Isn't that interesting? Jesus wants us for you to follow him. He wants you to go where he's leading you. Now, like, I'll tell you one thing about it all, is that in our life, is that we get so caught up in what we're doing, we don't spend much time thinking about what God wants. We get busy with our day. We get busy with the things that we have to do. See, but the thing is, is wherever you go, God is. Wherever you go, he's in you. Whatever you're doing, he's able to speak. You're able to speak to him. You're able to commune. It's taking the time to focus on him and focus on what he's doing in you. You know, it's like uh, it takes a little time and a little quietness before God. Why? Because God wants you. He always has. Hebrews 10, 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having the boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new living way in which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. I'll go back to the focus. Let us draw near with a true heart. You know, the thing is, it's all about your focus on something. If you're working on something, you're focused on the thing that you're working on. If you're writing a, 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 a letter or if you're working on this or that, your, your attention is focused on what you're doing, no matter what it is. Now, what, what God is saying, you need to change a little bit of that focus and put it on me. Put it on what I'm doing. In other words, let me show you, let me show you what I have for you. So it's like worship, when you begin to focus on Jesus, when you begin to worship. You put everything else aside and you just begin to focus on him and you just begin to sing to him and you just begin to sing out of your heart to him and you're focused completely on him. Well, an amazing thing begins to take place. The first thing you begin to feel is the presence of God. He, he begins to touch you. Now, you can sit through a whole service and never focus on Jesus and never feel the presence of God. But the moment you turn your attention to him, the moment you put your focus on him, it's amazing because he knows your attention's drawn to him. And it's like, bam! He starts showing up in your life. Everybody else in the room could be somewhere else. But man, you're right there with God. And the longer you stay there, and the deeper your concentration is upon him, and the more you worship him and honor him, the greater the presence comes into your life. And you begin to experience 
what it really means to be in the room of grace. It seems like we feel distance from God when we stay unfocused upon Him. We get up, we go to our day. Even in our prayers, we don't focus on Him. We just say Him. Instead of saying, okay, Lord, I'm here face to face with you. So God, I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to keep my concentration on you. And as you begin to concentrate and, and speak to him about whatever it is, there becomes a connection between you and him. Access, access, access into the throne room. And all of a sudden, your devotional becomes a very unbelievable, refreshing, restoring presence of God in your life. See? It's a new and living way. It's the way he ordained it to be. I was thinking about this morning when I got saved. I probably wasn't even thinking about being saved. But that he asked me the question, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Savior? I said, yeah, sure. He led me in a, pra a prayer of repentance. And from that point on, my life changed. My focus was on God. Because God's focus is on you all the time. God never diverts his attention away from you. Never. He intercedes for you day and night. The Holy Spirit intercedes for you day and night. Continually praying for you. Drawing you. Drawing you. That's, that's that feeling that you get in your heart. You feel like you, you just want to come to God. You, you feel the drawing in your heart. I just want to get closer to God. I just, I just, I just want to know God. And, and you feel the drawing of His Spirit in your heart. And most of the time we don't heed it. See, and uh, wherever I'm at, draw, it says, let us draw near with a true heart of full assurance of faith. You've got to know God wants you there. No matter what, you've got to know God wants you there. The true heart is the true focus on Him. Draw near to Him with a true heart. Oh God, I want to praise you. Oh God, I want to worship you. Oh God, I need you in my life. Oh God, I need your touch. Oh God, I need your strength. Oh God, I need to know your will. Oh God, I need to whatever. And when, when, when it's a true heart focused on God, it's funny that God just, he's right there. He draws right close to you in that full moment. But you got to know that that's what he wants. He wants it not some of the time. He wants it all the time in your life. I don't care where you're at. You can be driving down the road, worshiping God, praising God. You can be working and you can praise God. 
Yeah, sometimes you have to divert your attention off. See, I, I've been in those places where I didn't know what to do, and I said, God, what, what do I do here? What do I do here, Lord? I need some wisdom in this, Lord. I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with this, Lord. And it's amazing. God just shows up, wisdom comes, drops in your heart, and all of a sudden you know what to do. That's what it's about. It's about that relationship with Him. So that in those places, man, He shows up every time. God shows up every time, no matter what anybody tells you. He's there. And let me tell you this. He loves you. He loves you. And he'll show you over and over again. John 14, 6, And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father. And from now on, you know him, and you have seen him. Jesus is saying that the Father and him are the same. If you see Jesus, you see the Father. So when you look at the life of Jesus, when he walked this earth and everything that Jesus did, you see the Father. That's what he's saying. You see the Father. Because the Father is doing the very thing that you see me doing. Now, oneness, that oneness that God is speaking to is in the same fashion in our lives. God wants a oneness with us so that people see the Father or see the Son in our lives and the things that we do. Now, how does that happen? We got to know them. We got to know who He is. We have to hear what He's doing. We have to see what He's doing so that it manifests in us. And as it manifests in us and manifests through our life, People begin to see God in you, Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what they begin to see. Well, you know, you can't, you can't perform that on your own. You can walk in a religious way in it. Or you can allow your relationship with God to live in you. It's a living word. It's the word planted in you. It's what God is doing in you. It's what God's illustrating through you. And the deeper the relationship, the greater the reflection, the greater the glory. So as you're walking with God, God begins to manifest through you. His love begins to manifest through you. His spirit begins to manifest through you. It begins to touch others and draw them because the thing they're going to say, I want what that person has. God, I want that walk that you have with them. And as they begin to see that and experience that, God draws them to himself. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 3, 11. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ our Lord, in whom we have boldness 
and access with confidence through faith. Let me read the last part of that. In whom we have boldness with confidence with ac- and access with confidence. In other words, what does it say? Come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. You know what that, that means? Come knowing. Come full of faith. Come full of confidence. That God calling your name. He's saying, come. Come. I, you know, God changes people. I remember a story of a guy who had really gotten way down into a lot of heavy stuff, drugs and all the other stuff. And he was borderline mentally. But he was doing all kinds of stuff. And he got saved. And God, and he began to build this relationship with God. And God began to transform this man and change him. And he was speaking about the experiences that he had in his relationship with God and where he came from and how God delivered him out of those things. He took those things away, the desire of those things away from him and gave him desires for other things. That's what God does. Look, what I'm saying to you this morning is that many times we just get caught up in the world in which we're living. We become dissatisfied with the way things are going. We we want more, but we don't know how to get it. We want our lives to be different, but they're not. We just kind of keep going around the same circle, so to speak. Even though we might be Christians, we feel distant from God. And we just seem like we're having a hard time connecting. And so the, the further we stay, the more we stay in that circle, it seems like the further we get away in here. I'm talking about what you feel in here. I'm talking about what you feel in your heart. The thing is, is that God offers everyone the same thing. He offers a close relationship with him. He offers an anointed relationship with him. He offers a transformation life with him. And it seems sometimes like we, the further we get, the, uh, the, the, it seems like it, the harder it is to get there. I was working in the mines here a few years back, and I remember I was kind of in the wilderness. And remember, I, I was out, we were out in the field, and I remember I just got out of the truck and I just started walking and praying. I just started crying out to God. I must, have, I must have done it for 30 or 40 minutes. Why? Because I wanted something more. As I cried out to God, the amazing thing is that things 
began to change. He began to change things in me. That's the whole point. When I access God, and what I'm coming to him for is a changed life, to be more like Jesus, to walk in a deeper relationship with him. When it's real, when it's sincere, when it's your focus, when it's what you want, because that's what God wants, he hears you. And he begins to move. Not, not necessarily in a great big way at the beginning, but he begins to move. Desires begin to change in here. The things you want begin to change in here. And when you yield, when you yield to what he wants, he takes you deeper. I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy. It's not. Sometimes you have to go through hardship to get to the next level. But it's okay, because God is doing something in you. You, you keep that access going with God. You keep crying out to God. You keep moving closer to that place, because God fully accepts you there. That's the one thing you have to know. God fully accepts you in his presence, no matter what. And as he begins to change those things in you, you begin to realize that it's God doing it in you and changing you. I promise you this much, no matter how much you try to change yourself, you can't. When you try to change yourself, it becomes a religious thing. You begin to order your life in what you think God wants instead of allowing God the Holy Spirit to order your life into things that he wants from you. It's a difference. One produces a, a, a wealth of knowledge. The other produces a knowing of him in you. And when you start to fade a little bit, I promise you, he's going to slap you on the cheek. What are you doing? Where are you going? If you don't believe that the devil's always trying to set us up, you're wrong. He does. Always trying to set us up, trying to set a trap, trying to pull us away from God, trying to thwart the purpose of God in your life. That's the enemy. That's what he's going to do. God says, look, you just come to me. You come to me. You come into my throne room. You access me. You come to me and you'll find the things that, I, that you have need of because I'll give them to you and I'll change your life. Don't stay where you're at. Don't stay in a measly walk with God. Press in. Go deeper. Go deeper. Find the power that changes our life. You 
so that tomorrow you're different than today and next week you're more different and on and on and your relationship with God continues to grow and increase and become more powerful. If you do that, you'll grow. You will grow. And you'll become strong in the things of God. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.